keeps your unit clean, and helps avoid costly issues in the future. Learn more today at vcdservices.net. Out of bounds on the roar. Who do you play for? Play for the United States of America. It's been 35 long years. Clemson's been waiting 35 years. It's finally coming home, baby. It's coming home. You are looking live at Clemson Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, where the game of the weekend is about to unfold. Calma, regresa al backfield. De John Watson, pase, touchdown, touchdown, Clemson, Clemson, por un segundo. Nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. How great is this? This, this could be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson, touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. And now, William Qualkenbush and Ben Milstead with Out of Bounds on the Roar. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the roar on a Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds. William Quaggenbush, Ben Milstead. We are live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. 654-ROAR is the number. If you'd like to join us on the little show today, 654-7627 on the phones or on the Adams and Roofing text line. Uh, we've got some college basketball recap to do. We still have NFL to talk about from this week. Really, at some point this week, we're just going to have to like empty the bag because uh, we, we've gotten on some some good stuff. I mean, we had a great couple shows. In fact, that, I saw a lot of people at the uh, basketball game last night that compliment our shows this week it, it makes you feel good when you see that out in the out in the community um and um so we we very much appreciate that um and we do have a lot to get to hump day headlines coming up uh we have quick hitters with go follow lead jenna butler's going to join us at 105 for a few minutes on that will vandevort at 205 today a busy wednesday uh program and uh with that we bring in ben milstead how are you sir uh, happy Wednesday. Happy hump day to you, Quok. Wednesday, we are the slowest week thus far. <laughs> yeah. Me, it's just dragging along. It's okay. Uh, I, I second what you said in terms of meeting people last night. Had a couple of listeners came and found me before the game and introduced themselves and said hello. And I, I appreciate it. I appreciate them taking the time to go out of their way to come introduce themselves so uh always fun also I had somebody step stand up and clap for me i don't know who that was <laughs> that was i was like are you being sarcastic or but uh yeah appreciate it been it's been uh always nice 
Um, we are. You talked about how long this week is. We do. You, do you agree that January is the longest month? Without a doubt, January is oh, the without longest a month. Doubt. Um, I for some reason on my way over here, I decided to do a quick power ranking of the longest months. <laughs> do, are there graphs charts involved? <laughs> uh, in my head, there's a chart. Okay, in okay, my head, there's okay. a chart. Uh, January is one. I went with. Um, I went with August at two because it's sort of like the end of something into the beginning of something. Um, see, Ch- Chad said August as well. I am, I'm the exact opposite. I feel like August flies. See, I think July flies because I never, because I don't want summer to end. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. I, this is why I say August. It's just like January in that for us, there's really no, like you're coming off of a season where there's like holidays and you've got a lot going on. And so you just are working. Like this is a work for us. We, we're working every day in January, every single day. In August, it's very similar in that you have like 4th of July and then right at the beginning of July. And then you have some vacation built in there. And then in August, you're, it's literally like you're waiting for football to start. You're just waiting. Like camp starts, and that's cool, and then it, like the buzz wears off after a couple of days. Then you have like yeah. a scrimmage, and that's, that's it. That's I think, why I say August. I think most fans will agree with you. August is different for me. Football season is different for me. And that's why I think it goes by fast. because It's not that I don't love it, but m- – like really, my life changes so drastically once football season starts until the end of basketball season. I mean, it it really does, and I you know what I'm talking about. Um, that, yes, you know, it's like I love it, but I need a few more. I need a few more weeks of summer. So. Listen, I I'm with you. I um the it's the it's I I, I don't know how to describe it, but like. January is almost just you're you're just like in stuff. Yeah. Like when you're in the rhythm of college athletics, it's always starts and stops, beginnings and endings. And the months where you're just in stuff are the longest. I'll be honest, October is a little bit like that. They're kind of in football season. Yeah, you know? Texter says January is my least favorite month. I am with you, Texter. I think it might be mine too. Yeah, I um I, I think that's I mean, I think that's true. February is short, but also like baseball and softball start. You have a beginning. March, uh, basketball ends. You get like the the climax of the season. April, Major League Baseball starts. Golf starts with the Masters. Like you have beginnings. Um, May is the end of college baseball and softball. And you're kind of just going to that. And then into June where you've still sort of got that going on. I, I like beginnings and endings. Beginnings and endings. January is just, you're just in it. You're in a season. October, you're in a season. And August, you're in nothing. You have nothing. You can't go on vacation because there's football. Well, you can. But, like, for us, there's practice. In July, uh, you can go on vacation. I just, I like, I like the, I've realized, I really like the starts and stops. I like the beginnings and the endings. Um, text for the 803 says this. Uh, please tell me that Gamecock victory over Tennessee is good for Clemson. It's very good for the the TCU victory over Texas Tech. Very good for Clemson. We talked about this yesterday, Ben. You brought it up. It was a great point. 
rather than rooting for ACC teams, you'd rather all the teams you played in the non-conference win. And last night, Clemson got some help. Uh, Now, this morning, Clemson dropped in the net down outside the top 30 because that's what happens when you are in the net. You Mm -hmm. lose and move up, and you win and drop. Which is exactly what happened to Clemson this week. They, They lost, on paper, to Duke and moved up. And then one last night and moved down. That makes so much sense. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's the way we do things now. We've opted yeah. into this system. The story, though, the story there is South Carolina and winning, beating number five on the road. Bad night for I mean, number three and number five both go down last night. Uh, but Tennessee losing at home to South Carolina who also beat Kentucky. Find me somebody that had a better week than South Carolina last week or, you know, in the last seven days. My goodness. I don't think you can. I really don't think you can. It was – you know what's funny? I watched a good bit of that. And and we will not have to answer the question why isn't South Carolina ranked anymore. Now, you still have another game – uh, they played what play play Georgia, I believe, this weekend. They play uh, they play Georgia. Yes, they do. Uh, you know what? Regardless, win or lose that game, I don't really care. I mean, lose that game, that's fine. But South Carolina should still be ranked. South Carolina proved its medal in a, what was one of the weirdest games I've seen. Ben, I watched this game. Tennessee had like they had no juice. And there was a brief moment at the beginning of the second half. I think there was a lot of that going around last night for some teams. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was again. It's January. It's the it, you're just in something. There's not like you're just try. You're just muddled in the beginning. You're not sprinting to the finish. You're not excited about the beginning. You're just everybody's just in a thing. You're just in something. And you're right. It was just a it was a weird building last night, and I credit South Carolina for that. Because South Carolina really never let Tennessee's fan base, never let Tennessee's players get a foothold. South Carolina's aggression, they were about a half step quicker than Tennessee. Tennessee was getting called for fouls. Their body language, the announcers on TV were talking about their body language. Mm-hmm. The the crowd in the stands was murmuring and grumbling and moaning. You could see the, you could see the frustration. Yes. Now, I didn't watch all of that game, but you know, I had it on at the beginning on my phone and then we I watched the end of it actually as we were coming on the air. Uh, and it was, yeah, you're right. It, South Carolina just completely frustrated Tennessee. Bad week for Tennessee. Ooh. Although, I will say, the the chancellor's never going to have to buy a drink in the state anymore, and neither is the attorney general. Uh, we'll talk about that. that. Some of that information came out towards the end or after our show yesterday, and, uh, yeah, you're right. Interesting response by Tennessee. We'll we'll discuss. Um, I want to get this out of the way because I think it's I think it's funny. Um, North Carolina should have beat Georgia Tech. Ben, North Carolina falls at Georgia Tech last yeah. night, and <laughs> R.J. Davis, <laughs> R.J. Davis might not get out of bed this morning. Not because he's sad, but because his body got destroyed on the last play, and they didn't call it. And I've ne- I've never seen that happen in North Carolina, in all my years. I've never seen North Carolina not get the call at the end of the game. He did flop hard. I will give him that. He flopped hard. 
Oh, man, it was unbelievable. Georgia Tech, by the way, Georgia Tech's point guard continues to be amazing in like the one. Like, there are some games where he's awful and they lose by 15. But down the stretch of games, that kid freaking balls. He makes every play. Georgia Tech has Georgia Tech has beaten Duke and North Carolina and Clemson on the road, and they beat Mississippi State earlier this year. Uh, beat somebody. Had another good win too, but they've lost eleven games. Yeah, explain that to me, there, sir. Can't do it. Absolutely cannot do it. Uh, they are they are a young team trying to find themselves that's playing the best in the against the best competition. They just lost by like twenty to somebody they shouldn't have. I'll, I'll look up their schedule in a second, but it was it was wild. Um, the game that we were at last night was obviously Clemson and Louisville, and um, I thought it was the classic human nature game in every respect. Uh, Clemson started slow, sort of expected that. Um, offensively, they started slow. Uh, Louisville was out working them on the glass, couldn't make a shot. And then the last three minutes of the first half, Clemson was awesome and built a 12-point lead. And then the first 10 minutes of the second half, Clemson was awesome. And they built a 22-point lead. And then the game was basically over and the fans all left. And I think everybody in the building, except the Louisville side, to their credit, basically went into batting down the hatches mode. And I, it was a weird game. It was like I got a text during the game that said that this game has a weird rhythm. It was weird for a lot of it. What were your thoughts, observations, feelings, Ben? Um, yeah, all of that. You, I mean, why don't we why don't we wait till the next segment? We're up against a break already. All right, yes, we are. We'll go ahead and take it. Six five four roars the number if you'd like to join us. Six five four seven six two seven. Uh, Duke Travis said uh, Georgia Tech's the blue blood killers. Um, which I'm looking at their I'm looking at their schedule right now. Um, if that's true, then I'm not sure they're going to win the rest of the way because <laughs> they don't, they don't have blue bloods the rest of the way. If you, if you count Clemson as a blue blood, they do host Clemson on February 22nd. So, uh, there's that. Um, stay with us. We'll talk a little Clemson Louisville with observations and thoughts right after this. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is your premier independent local construction equipment rental and sales source. With three locations in the upstate and one in North Georgia, our Takeuchi lineup of track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders, and full line of attachments are ready to make your jobs easy. So don't settle for less. Choose the best with Bennett and Takeuchi. Proudly supplying equipment in our region for 24 years. When you need equipment in the upstate or North Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered Sleep Designs and manufacturers mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. Go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. Just trust me. We've all heard or said these words ourselves at various points. It's going to be great. Just trust me. We say that all the time. And that's basically what I'm saying when you hear me talk about PhD weight loss. I'm just asking you, just trust me. And now the reality is a few of y'all are thinking things like this. Will it be safe? 
or you know perhaps more commonly will I fail nope you won't fail because they won't let you you're not your past whatever diet pills or injections you did in the past failed you wanting to drop weight is 80% of the battle so you're almost there and the other 20% is having an expert on your side a way to keep you on track Keeping you on track is what PhD does. It's the most important thing that they do. I want you to think about this. Think about what not doing PhD will do. Multiply five pounds times five years of doing nothing. You're another 25 plus pounds overweight if you don't stop right now and call PhD. For more info, go to the website at myphdweightloss.com. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glenn Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donuts in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open seven days a week. Pick up some delicious donuts and a cup of coffee. Whether it's our famous glazed or one of our specialty donuts, we have something for everyone at work or at home. Call Spartanburg and Anderson Krispy Kremes. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Hey guys. Did you go up a pant size over this winter? Shed that weight with semaglutide from Low Country Mail. It reduces cravings, lowers A1C, and lets you lose weight with no strict diets or exercise. All plans include primary care, labs, medication, and more. No long-term contracts, just straightforward pricing. Proven results make men men again. LowCountryMail.com at Carter Color Company in Clemson, you can get the Benjamin Moore paint that you need to finish any project that you're working on. If it's interior paint you're looking for, we have a great selection of colors and finishes that will complement any room in your home or business. Our Element Guard exterior paint provides protection against wind-driven rain, excessive humidity, and other harsh weather conditions, and with three finishes to choose from. Your home will stand out among the rest. Come see us at 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson, or the web at cartercolor.com. Want to get your hands on the next big thing? At Verizon, new and existing customers can trade in their old Samsung phone, any model, in any condition, and get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with select unlimited plans. A better plan to save is Verizon. $999.99 device payment or a full retail purchase with new or upgrade smartphone line on unlimited ultimate or select 5G unlimited plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. No transfer portal here. We're here to stay. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Are you one of them girls to peels off the butter line label? All right, hour one continues out of bounds. William Quagamush, Ben Milstead. If you are looking to unload a property, um, and look, you you know that like the way to do that generally 
uh, to sell a property is to involve the MLS and to go the traditional route. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it may be that you're on a different timetable or you have a different set of priorities or something's just a little bit different about your circumstance. And if that's you, then might I suggest the Samuel Property Group. Brady Brandon and his team, they want to make sure that you have an experience that meets the needs of your specific situation. Uh, and they're going to they're gonna operate with integrity. Uh, they're going to operate with you in mind. They're not just going to put you on a spreadsheet. They remember their clients. Uh, they want to serve your heart, not just your wallet or not just your situation. Um, it, it really is it, It's a neat, neat business and a neat group of people to get involved with. If you think it might be a fit for you, they might tell you no. They might say, no, nah, you're okay going with the MLS, but you should ask them. Uh, go to the website for more information at samuelpropertygroup.com. We got a couple callers. Let's go to the phones. We'll talk a little hoops here in this segment. 654 Roars, the number. Tar Heel Chad joins us first. What's up, Chad? Hey, uh, before I want to talk on the, the Georgia Tech game last night, but the Louisville game. Did, you, did Clemson raise the basket or lower the basket? Because the first half, I could have swore that was the worst shooting of a team I've ever – I mean, Louisville's hitting the side of the backboard, shot clock, the foam underneath. Uh, it was like it's not good shooters to hit the front of the rim. Just awful. I mean, it, it was hard to watch. Just Louisville, that, the way Louisville shot it. Yes, well, that is the way Louisville shoots it. Uh, I would point that out. Okay. Um, but on the yeah. other hand, I mean, you sort of saw last night through the game what I think Louisville is. Because, uh, like, Kenny Payne has recruited pretty well. They have some nice players. They play well together like oil and water. They're not a great team. But when, like, at, at one point in the second half, I don't even know when they got their first assist, but it was well into the second half they got their first assist. They they literally they, they quite literally were not passing to shooters. They were not setting up shots with passes at all. It was all one-on-one isolation, dribble drive stuff. It was similar to like one of John Calipari's teams except those teams had like Derrick Rose on them. Um that right. like that that that's what that is. And if you recall those Memphis teams that Calipari had that were trying to run dribble drive, they were terrible shooting teams. That's that's how I feel about this Louisville team, and they don't really they don't really guard that well either. Doesn't look it's not pleasant on TV to watch. I think no. it just muddy whoever they play. It just you succumb to the bricks. Um, so the Georgia Tech UNC game, it was we stunk last night offensively. If I'd have told if you'd have told me we would have been nine of seventeen from the line, Cormac Ryan and uh, uh, Ingram would have been. Six to 28, 8 of 22 for layups, I would have said you were crazy. And then to top it all off, who I think is our most important player outside of Davis is Cadeau because Elliott's coming. He got five fouls in 14 and a half minutes. He had no fouls in the first half. I've never seen that. Maybe it's happened to a Clemson player at the Dean Dome or Cameron <laughs> where they get five fouls in 14 and a half minutes. It was just a win. He still had a chance to win to call it in as 50-50 you know, whatever. I mean, I, that's not why you lost. Uh, we just stunk offensively. Like, it was not a pretty sight. So, hopefully we got it out of our system before Saturday. But any thoughts on the Georgia? I think Georgia Tech does have nice pieces, and it it looks like, provide, you know, things can change, that they may have a 
a future that's ahead of them with Stoudemire. I would agree with that, Chad. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Yeah, man. Good Thank stuff. you. I like Stoudemire a lot, and I think his style of play, coach uh, players want to play in that. Uh, Nate George, is is it Nate? Yeah, Nate's his yeah, first name. Yeah, Nate the, or Nathan something. The point something guard like that. for Georgia Tech. Yeah, you want to you want to play for a guy like Stoudemire. You know, I mean, who better to learn from at that position? Um, and he is, man, he is sensational. He and he's a true freshman doing this. He's supposed to be in high school. He reclassified. Did he? I didn't so even he, know that. He's, so a, he's a, I didn't know until yesterday. So he's a young freshman. On top of that, yes, he's playing like he's been in the league for four years. He made. He assisted on the winning basket against Duke. He made big shot after big shot against Clemson, and he made the a wild like sort of diagonal across the lane layup last night to beat North Carolina. Now, I'm also going to say this to, to Chad. I'm not that worried about UNC because they, they had won every game for six weeks. You've got Duke coming up. You're on the road before Duke. You haven't lost in a while, and you're facing an opponent that you probably should beat pretty – like, it, North Carolina should have beaten Georgia Tech and, and on a neutral floor probably would like 95% of the time. They're just better than Georgia Tech. So it's sort of that – like, we're going to talk about human nature with – Clemson and Louisville, it's sort of a human nature game. I actually thought it was impressive that Duke, with a quick turnaround, went on the road to Virginia Tech and fairly easily won that game with tough game on Saturday, right. emotional for them, tough game coming up with North Carolina, sandwiched in between as a road trip to a team that you should beat 95 out of 100 times in their building. Duke won it fairly easily and was able to sort of avoid that trap, that human nature trap. So, I'm not worried about North Carolina. Maybe this was the one time in six weeks you lose and get it out of your system. Yeah. With, with Georgia Tech, though, I go back to just such a crazy uh, win-loss record. Do you realize their two wins since Christmas is now Clemson and North Carolina? At Clemson and North Carolina home. Since Christmas, <laughs> that's their two wins. It's incredible. They they have beaten Mississippi State, Duke, Clemson, and North Carolina, and they have eleven losses. How about that? I mean, that's four. That's four tournament teams you've beaten, and that's to say nothing for, I don't know, a team like I don't know is Howard the best team in their league? I mean, I'm I'm thinking Howard might be the best team in the MEAC. Howard might make the tournament. I don't know. Like, they they might have beaten five tournament teams in their ten wins. I mean, that's, that's crazy to me. Just crazy. Let's go to Kevin, who's up with us next. What's up, Kevin? Hey, what's up, Quark? Good, hey, man. Uh, you know, just a few things. Hey, the Carolina basketball team, you know, the three differences in that team, uh, number one is the defense. Uh, they seem here lately, no matter what your scoring average is as an offense, they're going to hold you to 20 points less than that. Uh, Alabama blew them out the water, you know, putting up 90 on them. Uh, you know, it feels like Alabama, you know, uh, it was a one-point game at halftime, and uh, I think they won by 27. Uh, but Carolina's defense has just been outstanding. Uh, number two is the free-throw shooting. Uh, they seem to be clutch. Uh, when you foul and put them at the line in the last few minutes of a close game, 
Uh, these guys are making it, right? You don't know who to foul. Uh, they all, whoever they have on the floor, seems to be making the shots fall. And I'm going to tell you what, Quark, the biggest change in this team is that we don't have that psycho Frank Martin running up and down the sideline threatening to beat up players and, you know, running around with his fist balled up and just angry as all get out about something that happened on the basketball court. Uh, Lamont Paris just seems to have no reaction to bad plays. You know, I see him talking to a lot of players as they come in and out of the game, and I don't see any anger coming from this guy, uh, any tension. You know, so he's got a real laid-back attitude, and I think that's a huge difference. You know, and they're going to be tough. Uh, we thought we needed 23 games to get into the NCAA. Hey, we're thinking we're winning that. one of the front runners for the SEC championship now. Uh, if we beat these two teams uh, in the last seven games, uh, two top-ranked teams, there's nobody that they can't get by. And as for Clemson, Brown Brownell is the man. Who else are you going to bring into that program to win like he's won in the last few years? He got robbed last year. They should have been in the NCAA. They had a very good team. Uh, he was one point away from beating Duke. If he wins that game, uh, y'all are talking about contract extensions, not the hot seat. Uh, so I support him. I think he's done very well with this team. Uh, they're going to get into the dance. Uh, so, you know, he's another guy that doesn't really get upset. You know, he, he keeps his calm as well. And I think it reflects in the players' attitudes on the court. And I want to send a special shout-out. I can't remember the guy's name, but the Clemson player at Duke that wanted to fight at the end of the game. Uh, I like Gerard. I like that he's, you know, wanting to get physical and stand up for himself. It shows it means something to him, right? Uh, I'm glad he didn't punch anybody because he's a big kid. He would hurt somebody. But I like his energy and his enthusiasm. And so, hey, great show, Quark. I'll take your comments off the air. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the phone call. I mean, I would say if you're South Carolina, a couple things. If you're South Carolina, you set your sights appropriately high. Um, I think. I mean, I still think Tennessee is probably like over the long haul of the season. Like Tennessee's probably better. Um, you know, I think Kentucky is probably better, but you've beaten both those teams. Like that's the thing. You you've won those games, and you won at Tennessee. Uh, that's a that's a huge feather in your cap. Um, you play Tennessee again. You play them at your place. That's huge. Um, you know, it's it. Like I say, it's gonna be. They've won four in a row. They're they're still they're still like flawed enough that they're not like what we're talking about. North Carolina, like they played awful and they lost by one. Like I think South Carolina's got some losses in there. Because the roster still has flaws in it, but Lamont Paris has done a really good job. I would point out that last year there were people talking about, and this this is this is so funny because I'm not saying Kevin's wrong, but you know they were talking about how Lamont Paris needs to like coach his team harder because they were losing every game. You know he needs to show a little more passion and fight. You know like we always we always hear that like when you lose, whatever your demeanor is, if you're in somebody's face, you're 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 angry, but if you win, you're intense right? If you lose, you're passive, but if you win, you're calm. So, I I think Lamont Paris is doing a really good job with this team, don't get me wrong. 
I'm well, just merely pointing that out. Yeah, I do too. And I said this last year. I'll say it again. He was put into a bad situation, a, a difficult situation, and this is it's going to sound odd on the surface, but he was put into an, a difficult situation having to step in and coach Gigi Jackson. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, because of the way that he had been elevated inside the program and who knows the promises made to him in terms of how play would go. And, man, I, I remember talking about this last year that Jackson was not part of the team. He was a one-man show, and there was nothing that the staff could do about it. There was nothing they could do about it. South Carolina is better without him, and you're seeing it. And, and I don't mean that as a knock on him. It just didn't fit. It just didn't fit, and then have to, and then with a coaching change on top of that, made it even worse. And, and Gigi's, I mean, he's going to be a superstar one day in the NBA. I mean, he's he's on his way. Um, and I mean, I hope he does. But it was he was the problem for South Carolina last year. If you look at the per 100 possessions numbers, they were 40 points per 100 possessions worse with him on the floor than off last year. And and you know Lamont Paris is kind of this this tough guy, but he knows basketball, and you see that in his team now. They are t- they are tough. You don't go to Tennessee and win without. Uh, a full dose of toughness and a real physical nature and a real confidence about you. And you know what? They only made nine twos. That's what's why. Like, they did not shoot a high percentage from two. They made ten threes and they made their free throws and they limited Tennessee. They made Dalton Connect, who is maybe the best offensive player in America. I mean, he's been in that conversation. I don't know. What, what was his... I need to look up his stat line from, uh, from last night. He... He looked visibly uncomfortable trying to get shots against South Carolina defensively last night. That was a stark thing to me because I like I've watched Tennessee a good bit this year, and I've not seen him look uncomfortable very much trying to trying to get shots. He was eleven of twenty four from the floor, had thirty one points, so like he got his, but he was working very very hard, and the rest of the team really didn't do much of anything. You know Connect's going to get his. Tennessee was 5 of 21 from 3. They missed their free throws. Uh, They were out-rebounded by South Carolina. South Carolina had a higher assist rate. Uh, South Carolina, uh, they only forced 6 turnovers, but they got points when they did force turnovers. It was just a a clinic how to win on the road. It was an absolute clinic. Um, Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the Clemson side of this. Uh, 654-ROAR is the number. Clemson and Louisville run down when we return right after this. plumber fast i always call one tom plumber one tom what here dial the number one then tom plumber or just tell your smartphone to call one tom plumber they promise to be there in an hour call the plumber whose name is his number one tom plumber one tom plumber 
buying a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASE certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. Start the year off in a brand new Bronco Sport from George Coleman Ford and Travelers West with prices as low as $32,395 and special rates as low as 0.9% for 60 months. You'll be the envy of your friends in your new George Coleman Ford Bronco Sport. In business for over 90 years and led by the fourth generation, Broncos cost less than Travelers West at George Coleman Ford. With approved credit, offered good through April 2nd, 2024. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. Nothing says I love you like romantic, timeless jewelry. Even better when you can save an extra 20%. Right now at Diamonds Direct, all fashion favorite jewelry is 20% off. That's earrings, bracelets, pendants, bands, colored gemstone jewelry. Get 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices. Special financing, too. Get her something she can enjoy and appreciate for years to come. A fashion favorite from Diamonds Direct. Shop in-store or online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Are you approaching retirement? Are you concerned about your 401k? How would you like to add 15 to 40% into your retirement account immediately? Folks, let me show you how to create an inflation-friendly, increasing income, guarantee income that you and your spouse will not outlive. All you have to do is give us a call at 1-800-440-0434 or go to mymoneyissafe.com or you can call at 864-989-0176. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds, and never looked back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. Your floors can go from clean to dirty fast. From juice spills, whoops, to muddy paw prints, to little sticky finger marks. Good thing your Swiffer WetJet works fast too. Swiffer WetJet easily cleans everyday messes as quick as they happen. The next mess is right around the corner. So grab your Swiffer WetJet and just spray, push, all clean. Spend your lunch every day with Quok and Ben on Out of Bounds. We promise, they'll save you a plate. And I'll have the number eight. That's a party platter that serves 12 people. I know what I'm about, son. Weekdays from noon to three, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day.
continue on here in hour one, Out of Bounds. William Quagamush, Ben Milstead. Uh, we are, later on in the show, we're going to give away a $50 gift card to Wendy's. Uh, it is Wendy's Wednesday. And I'm just going to give you a couple of suggestions. While you're thinking about that, I'm going to give you a couple of suggestions of how to spend that cash. Um, You can buy, let's see, mm, I'm just going to do this because I'm having a hard time with the math in my brain right now. That's just what kind of day it is. That's how you know we're all off today. Uh, with any $3 purchase in the Wendy's app, you get a free crispy chicken sandwich. You can get infinity crispy chicken sandwiches for $0 with that $50 Wendy's gift card. That's 18 purchases with that Wendy's gift card. You get 18 free crispy chicken sandwiches. That's right. Uh, you can put that $3 toward a Frosty. Get a crispy chicken sandwich and a Frosty. Pay for the Frosty. That's it, folks. I, again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just giving you options. Uh, the Biggie Bag. Had somebody talk to me the other day. Said, all I get, Wendy's, Biggie Bag. Great value. The $5 uh, Wendy's Biggie Bag. Uh, check out all the different ways you can customize that. I mean, there, there's so many. They're plentiful. At your local Wendy's, great spot for lunch if you're still wanting it and you haven't decided where to go, your local neighborhood, Wendy's. Ben, Clemson wins last night 70-64. to 64. Um, It was a get-in, get-out type of performance. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. Just don't lose the game. Uh, much more damaging if you lose than if you win. What were your thoughts, observations, concerns, uh, feelings? I left here yesterday assuring people that I didn't think there would there'd be any kind of hangover from the debacle at Duke. And boy, was I wrong. I mean, really, was I wrong. And I mean, Clemson was just not good. I mean, <laughs> they just were not good to start that game. And really, until about the last couple of minutes of the first half, man, it was bad. I mean, it was just bad. And when you were playing a team who's naturally as bad as Louisville is, it almost fuels the fire on your end. You know, it, it's funny how that works, but... Louisville was fortunately equally as bad, and then you go on a on a stretch there at the end to close out the first half, and I think it was thirty four twenty two at halftime, and it felt much worse than that uh, in terms of low scoring game. It was that wasn't it an eight zero run right at the end of the half that really in like ninety seconds I believe that so. boosted it so, up. Um, shooting things short. Just no rhythm to the game. Um, bad. Just bad. Your Chase Hunter was sensational in the first half. Didn't miss a shot. Four for four from the field. One for one for three. Two for two from the line. Uh, PJ was just not a good half of basketball. Again, until that last two-minute run, it just he, he would he was just not good in the first half. And then it's almost like those two changed jerseys at halftime. P.J. played solid in the second half. And, man, we'll talk about it in a moment. Down the stretch, he saved your bacon at the end of the game. And that's what All-Americans do. You step up and play your best when your team needs you the most. Clemson needed him bad, and he stepped up and carried you down the stretch. And, you know, fortunately, they started posting him up every possession, knowing that, Louisville was in foul trouble and and feeding him the ball. I mean, and I'm 
you know, quietly banging my head there during the game. Like, you, you got an advantage down low, especially with the fouls. Let's, you know, let's 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 get the ball down there. Uh, you know, nothing. I don't know why PJ has not been good shooting the three at home. And, and that continued last night, and you know he he finally stopped trying them and and posted up inside and just I mean he ate he ate in the paint at the end of that game. It was a it was an odd performance the, to the PJ shooting at home thing. Uh, PJ Hall in his last three home games. So this is the three home games. Well, I'll I'll count Boston College. In his last four home games, is one of eighteen from three. Ugh. and he's a better shooter than that. Much better. He goes on the road at Duke, two for three. At Virginia Tech, three of eight. Um, even before, like, look at his. I mean, he's making two three threes every game in November and December for the most part. There mm-hmm. was a couple where he's like zero oh, for one, right? Because he's just not taking threes that game. It is it is bizarre that that's happening in your building, um, and he's not the only. I mean, Joe Girard has really gone cold, yeah, shooting in Little John. Um, it it's it's one of those things that yes, you're right. Like PJ was nine of fourteen from two, and if he's not consistently making those baskets and making his free throws, he was seven of eight from the line. Um. If he's not consistently doing that, you've got a much tougher time pulling out that victory. Because, and this is, in some ways, it's similar to Georgia Tech. Um, Brad Brownell distinguished the two. He said at Georgia Tech, he felt like it wasn't a lack of killer instinct. It was just, like, we just made bad plays, and Georgia Tech made every shot. Yeah, I mean, in Georgia Tech, we know this even more now. They are capable of beating teams. I mean, like they they have some talent, and when that talent gets hot, and you go cold at the same time, you're in trouble. Um, that's the distinction I make there between Georgia Tech and Louisville because I, I think Georgia Tech is, as I just said, has some talent. I I just don't think Louisville's a very good team at all. No, <laughs> Louisville has some individual and some individually good players. That don't have a clue how to play collectively. I'm not even sure they really try. Like defensively, they don't look like they communicate that well. Um, offensively, like I said, I don't even know when their first assist was. They finished the game with four assists. That seems high. Um, they had one player go off last night, which is kind of frustrating because nobody else was scoring. You had White, who was 11 of 20 from the floor, and the rest of the team was 11 of 44, shot 25%. And White made a bunch of shots down the stretch of the game. Like, he continued to score down the stretch of the game. Like, I know you can't just practice every defense under the sun, but hey, boxing won. I mean, like, nobody else is scoring. Right. It's only, like, there were a couple times where he literally didn't pass. He got the ball at half court, and he just dribbled, did some step backs, some little crossover, and he just would, like, just do stuff till he got a shot, and he made them. One of the reasons that he did that might have been the fact that I noticed that in the game last night, Louisville players twenty games in, they still don't know their offensive sets. They they don't know what they're supposed to do to be doing. Uh, Kenny Payne's over there, like 
constantly coaching as if they're going through walkthroughs in practice. That's a bad look for a coach struggling as bad as he is, too. Um, yeah, I mean, look, you, you give Louisville credit for not quitting down the stretch because I really – I thought they were going to quit. I did, too. At 55-31, when Beetle makes the one-handed bounce pass to Jack Clark, every – Every single person in the building, with the possible exception of Louisville's sideline, thought this game is done. It's it's 55-31. There's 12 and a half minutes left. Louisville's not even going to get to 55. Let me tell you one person in the building that didn't think it was done, and he warned this in pregame. He mentioned it in the first half, and that was Tim Beret on the radio call. And here's why. Tim gives us this gem of a stat last night listen i know i know everybody is people would rather talk about blowing a big lead than they would the fact that you got the big lead in the first place and that you won the game i get it i get it you know you do you and it's concerning and not when you have veteran players who just all of a sudden just start doing boneheaded play making boneheaded plays with a big lead and, you know, passes that are, you know, and it's two games in a row that you've had veteran players just turn the ball over. You had a 10-second violation right at the midcourt line. I yeah, mean, you know, you try, you try a no-look pass as you cross midcourt. I don't have to read. People saw them, mm -hmm. you know. Um. I mean, guys that didn't turn the ball over all night, and all of a sudden, nothing really changes, and you you start doing like I, I am in no way telling you not to be concerned. Be be that's that's a problem. You got to figure that out. I don't know what you do about it because, as I said a while ago, PJ Hall's the only guy who stepped up at the end of the game, in my opinion. I, I mean, you know, you miss a front end on one on one one and ones. That's just I mean that's that's a turnover. You miss the front of a one on one. That's a turnover. You know, same same thing, same effect as a turnover. Yep. Uh, as deflating in the building, and, I'll tell you that. Right. But should we have been surprised by this? The answer is no. From a Louisville standpoint, here's why. Tim said Louisville has been outscored in first halves this season. The whole season, not just last night. They've been outscored in first halves. By 154 points. Ooh. I mean, folks, that's blowout territory 20 games in. Before the bef before the game. So in their first 20, right? Right. And so that's an average of like 7.7 7 points per game Correct. at the half. Oh, man. In the second half all season long, Louisville has outscored their opponents by 36 points. A team that, in other words, this is what Louisville does. And in no way excusing it, just saying maybe we shouldn't be so surprised because Louisville gets down big. And here's, here's what I think they do, Quark. They get down big. People stop caring. They start just playing, hey, I'm going to do me. And they do have a little bit of ta individual talent, and they just start playing like, hey, what have I got to lose? I'm going to chunk this three up, and it goes in. I mean, they're getting slaughtered in first halves by everybody this year. 
and then they are win. They have won the second half this season. That that blows my mind that a team can do that. That is mind blowing. By I, o- by over a hundred. I mean, you're talking a, a hundred fifty four one direction to thirty six the other way. I I have backed Louisville with a couple big numbers this year. With that in mind, and I've been nervous both times because they almost get there in the first. Like the North Carolina game, they were. I'm looking this up right now. They were 21 or 21 and a half point underdogs, and they were down like 15 at the half. And I'm thinking, whoa, this is not this is not looking good. And they played them basically even in the second half. Very exactly what you're talking about. That coaches are trying to get rotations. You're trying to rest some guys. You're playing a long game. Guys mentally check out like everybody does when you feel like you've got enough margin that the game's over. And Louisville can just play because it doesn't matter anymore. It's a good comparison. Tammy from, Tammy from Seneca says, basketball team late game issues are like the football team turning the ball over. You just shake your head wondering why they do what, the, what you do to fix it. Yeah, you know, th- that's great comparison. Coach Sweeney laughed about it all year because he didn't know what else to do. <laughs> right. You know, you know Brad Brownell's not coaching Ian Shefflin and Chase Hunter to, hey, you know, I, I want you to get sloppy with the ball. We get a big lead. I want you to get sloppy. Get, get careless. But it's still happening, and you still have to fix it. Don't be surprised if after this game, if – Brad Brownell's a little more heavy-handed down the stretch of games. And here's what I mean by that. Brad Brownell, we've said this a hundred times. I feel like it needs to continue to be said. Brad Brownell is a player's coach. I don't think people fully grasp that because they do run a lot of things offensively, and he does have a certain way he wants things done. He's not out there letting you play willy-nilly, but he does trust his players a lot more than people realize. And particularly with the way his veterans handled the end of the game last night, I would not be surprised if there's a little more heavy-handedness. Because they didn't run a ton, until they got down to single digits, they weren't like running a ton of things, and it it wasn't, you know, there wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like he was using timeouts to draw things up and they're going to go run this thing or whatever. It was was very much a, okay, like, let's let's see how this works. Let's, Let's let them play and figure some things out and work through some stuff. And when you do have veterans who aren't stepping up with the exception of P.J. Hall, now, as a coach, you can show that on film and be like, if this is what I'm getting, then now i got to grab the reins a little bit. Ed and Scranton's uh, you know, paraphrasing here says, it's, it's been, he says it's been a problem all season long just being careless with the ball, um, especially just passing, you know, kind of lackadaisical passes. Yeah, I would agree with the second part of that, Ed. I, I would disagree that it's been all season. It, it wasn't the case at Florida State. It wasn't the case at Alabama. It wasn't the case against TCU. Uh, I mean, heck, it wasn't the case against Memphis. South Carolina? You lost. You know, you lost to Memphis, but you actually made a little bit of a comeback and didn't allow Memphis to grow the league. So, I mean, it's certainly been a case. It's been a factor of the last two games. There's no doubt about it. But I, I would I'd push back a little saying it's been all season because it hasn't been all season, but but when it has reared its ugly head, it's been really ugly. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. It's been the inopportune moments and the moments that people are going to remember at the ends of these games are the ones where those things are happening. Yes, I, I would I would agree with that. 
Um, I have tried to remind myself today that they did get up by 24. And they did play about 12 minutes of, like, really good basketball in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. But that also means they played 28 minutes. That was below a standard that they have set for themselves. So, I think you got to kind of hold all that together and, and uh, hope they play a little more consistent on Saturday at home against Virginia. Stay with us. Our one's in the books. Jana Butler is up next. 